0: It's Monday, October 31st, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The United Nations and Turkey on Sunday scrambled to rescue an agreement that allowed Ukraine to ship grain via the Black Sea a day after Russia suspended the deal in a move that threatens global food prices and puts pressure on Ukraine's allies. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres was working Sunday to end the Russian suspension, a UN spokesman said, and the Turkish Defense Ministry said it was in talks with Russia to rescue the agreement. No ships left Ukraine on Sunday, but officials from Turkey, Ukraine, and the UN agreed on a plan for 14 vessels to transit the Black Sea on Monday, the UN said. Russia's decision threatens to raise the cost of food globally, putting economic pressure on Ukraine's Western allies as well as Middle Eastern and Asian countries that are highly dependent on its exports. Ukraine's Black Sea ports are one of the world's most important routes for the export of wheat, corn, and other products. In other news, the city of New York is settling lawsuits filed on behalf of two men who were exonerated last year for the 1965 assassination of Malcolm X agreeing to pay $26 million for the wrongful convictions which led to both men spending decades behind bars. The state of New York will pay an additional $10 million. David Shahniz, an attorney representing the men, confirmed the settlements on Sunday. Muhammad Aziz, Khalil Islam, and their families suffered because of these unjust convictions for more than 50 years, said Shawnees in an email. He said the settlements send a message that police and prosecutorial misconduct cause tremendous damage and we must remain vigilant to identify and correct injustices. Last year, a Manhattan judge dismissed the conviction of Aziz, now 84, and Islam, who died in 2009, after prosecutors said new evidence of witness intimidation and suppression of exculpatory evidence had undermined the case against the men. Then-District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr. apologized for the law enforcement's serious, unacceptable violations of law and the public trust. Around the world, as Israel heads to its fifth election in four years, Benjamin Netanyahu has been relentlessly campaigning across the country from the back of a delivery truck outfitted as a mobile campaign stage, imploring voters to come out on Election Day. Mr. Netanyahu, who is 73 years old, is trying to stage a political comeback that would provide a capstone to more than 30 years in public life. Polls show he is within striking distance of becoming Israel's prime minister for a sixth time in Tuesday's election, adding to his record 15 years as premier and further cementing his legacy as a political powerhouse. An alliance of Arab-led parties that opposes Mr. Netanyahu could help current Prime Minister Yair Lapid reach at least 60 seats. The Arab parties have said they won't be part of the governing coalition but could support it by voting for its establishment and other specific legislation. Back in the U.S., security arrangements for members of Congress and their families are coming under increasing scrutiny following last week's attack at the home of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, in which her husband was severely wounded. U.S. lawmakers say they worry about rising violence against politicians and the way that heated rhetoric can motivate potential attackers. The attack that left Paul Pelosi injured at the couple's home in San Francisco renewed worries from some members of Congress about whether the existing security arrangements outside the Capitol, which focus on congressional leadership, are sufficient to meet the threats. The most senior legislative leaders, including Mrs. Pelosi, typically have security details while they are in the Capitol or traveling. That protection generally doesn't extend to most of the 535 members of Congress and the Senate, nor to thousands of their family members spread across the country. In 2017, the Federal Election Commission issued guidance permitting lawmakers to use campaign money for home security measures. Last year, the FEC permitted the use of campaign money to hire bodyguards. Now you know, and you're ready to go with The Morning News. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.